The Weekly Dish podcast is presented by Common Ground Minnesota. Food and farming conversations from Minnesota women in agriculture. Learn more at commongroundminnesota.com or follow them on Instagram at commongroundminn. Hey everybody, it's Steph March for Common Ground Minnesota, and I love talking about women in agriculture. The women of Common Ground Minnesota are volunteers who are volu- you know, taking their time to chat with you about what it's like to live on a farm and grow food in Minnesota. Here's some really great news about this group. They have just launched a newsletter that you can basically sign up for at commongroundminnesota.com, and you get the latest you know, events, giveaways, delicious recipes, all sorts of great stories from the farm. And I got to tell you, it's just a really cool thing to get into your inbox every month. And it's it's kind of an, a way in. If you're wondering, like, I don't know what I'm going to ask when I go to Common Ground, Minnesota. Well, this is just an introduction and a way to get you guys to meet the farmers at Common Ground, Minnesota. The Common Ground Minnesota volunteers, remember, their goal is to be a resource for your food and farming questions. Don't forget, check them out on Instagram at Common Ground, M-I-N-N, CommonGroundMinnesota.com. Talk 107.1. I'm Stephanie March. I'm Stephanie Hansen. She's back. Back from traveling around. My word. You have been in absentia for quite a while. I have seen a lot of the United States, friends. I know you have. (laughs) I went on a van trip for a couple weeks and then I came home for like a day and a half and I came home to work and then we didn't end up having to work. And then we didn't have the show. Which was fine. And picked up my daughter and then we went to Palm Springs for her spring break for the week. And it was, it was, it's been great. It just, so many things. So many things. It's just been a lot, huh? So many things. Yes. So many things. A lot to just be with your adult child for an entire week after not having been with her for a very long time. I yeah. mean, Corona, she would pop in, you know, for I think maybe, well, the holidays we spent a night. Okay. But right. other than that, it's been like a dinner here and very <laughs> less frequent than our norm. Yeah. So that was just interesting. <laughs> Interesting being in a million different states yeah. and seeing like who's the good masks or maskers, who isn't. Oh, right. Who do you nominate for best so far? Strangely, Florida. What? Nominated for the worst. Sorry, Scani. You're the worst. Really? Oh, yeah. Not only do they barely wear masks there, and I mean barely. A quick trip is like 70% non-masked. Oh, quick trip, the store. Yeah. Yeah. But they'll all, and the employees aren't, just to be clear. The employees everywhere, every grocery store, everywhere, the employees are doing the right thing. Are doing the right thing. Yes. But, you know, in Wisconsin, you not only have people not wearing masks, but they're the ones giving you the eyeball judgment. Yeah. They have Uh, feelings about it. Yes. Like you're a sheep. I was waiting for someone to say something, but they didn't. Oh, just you know, I'm always waiting for the opportunity. You're always, to you're go always off up for a fight. Somebody. You're always ready to duke it out. You're like, shut up! That's what happens when you're a middle child in a dysfunctional family oh when the fight god. is on. Oh my god! So yeah, but it was also just you know eating out. Here's what you know in the Midwest or in Minnesota, Corona has been pretty real. We've been locked up for 10 months in our homes, not being able to like really go outside. Yeah, we eat outside, but it's cold. 
In Florida, they're just like, oh, yeah, we're outside all the time. So really, no big deal. Yeah, I know. Do you know anyone that's had the virus? Do they do they not know people who've had the virus? They're just like very cavalier about it because they're literally outside all, all the, the time. time. Which is, they say, I mean, a, you know, a way of not, I mean, that's not as communicable that way. Yeah, and all the restaurants have retooled. Everything is outside. That's good. Just nice. everything is outside. Yeah. I did go to a farmer's market, which was super crowded. Felt real weird. Had my mask on. And else did? Yeah, they did. Other people did too. That's kind of like what was surprising. And I was in... Uh, I was all over Florida, okay, from the Everglades to Palm Beach to Sanibel to the Keys, really across the entire state. The state of Florida is so big, it feels like you're in different places. It's true. Like Palm Beach, I've traveled a lot. I've never felt so unwelcome in a place in my entire life. Oh, like where? Palm Beach. This is where, not to get all political here, but this is where the Trump family and oh. Mar-a-Lago is. Oh, that's in Mar-a-Lago. Oh, right, right, right. Basically, right. every really rich person in the world apparently lives in Palm Beach. Oh, it's okay. a kind of an island. It's it's the intercoastal and the ocean kind of separated a little bit. Yeah. When you cross over into this town called Palm Beach, first of all, there's a cop. <laughs> At the going into the bridge and a cop going out. Like, and there's, it's just like, okay, you're coming into our town. Just know where you are. Just know where you are. There was not one homeless person. Oh, no. There was not one overflowing trash can. Oh. There was not one loud motorcycle, no bus. Like, I felt like I'd walked into a literal Stepford Wife situation. Yeah. yeah. With the most gorgeous homes, beautiful gardens. High gate fences, but it was just odd. So did you were you just driving around? Did you just drive around to see it? We or actually were, were spent doing? a night there just to see kind of what it was like, and that was the first place we ate out. Okay, outside, and I had secouterie. Oh no! <laughs> yep, I'm gonna say no on that one. Uh, four plates, four little <laughs> delicious plates. But I'm gonna call a no on that, and I. It was like, oh, wow, I have not eaten like this in 13 months where these little tasty bites came. Yeah. But it felt so weird. Was it raw fish or was it cooked fish? Some was raw. I had like a little aguachile kind of situation, a smoked o- octopus thing. They called it couturie. and it was trademarked. Oh, God. Which also made me laugh. No. Uh, um, all the people that came to that restaurant that night, and there were a lot of older people, had matching Masks to their outfit. Some sequined, like a Tommy some Bahama not. situation. 100%. Holy moly. 100%. I'm down I, for that. I mean, if you're going to be in Florida. It was real weird. And I was wearing like a little sundress with sandals. I mean, I I didn't look like my best because, of course, we're in the van. So that's always. Were you sleeping in the van? Yeah. At, in Palm Beach? Yeah. How did that go over? <laughs> did you get the knock on the window? Um. Excuse me. I've been in a lot of trailer parks. Oh, there's a trailer park in Palm Beach. Uh, no, it was right <laughs> over the border. Oh, you did. You were it, over the border. Yeah, we okay. weren't the van. They don't even. Are you kidding me? They did not That's down the window. Like, and be how like, did get you out. not get arrested? You and your Winnebago Paseo. Get out. Yeah, we don't allow out. you. Get out. It was just crazy. It was that, crazy to be in Florida. And so many people in Florida live in trailer parks. Yeah. Like kid, the bus, school bus came and. 
There's actually nothing wrong with a trailer park. No, but you're in a trailer, like, traveling, like an RV trailer, true. and you're next to this family that they're getting up for school every day, and they're making their pancakes. That is true. You're you're definitely mobile and transient, and they're solidly set, and yeah. this is where... Yeah, and it was yeah. one trailer park that we stayed in in Sanibel, which I would highly recommend. It was called Periwinkle Park. Oh. They had a whole, like, duck reserve in the middle of it. We were right by the ducks. Yeah. It was fantastic. Every day there was ducks and parrots and it was real cute. But oh. people come every winter and live there. Okay. So we were one of those. We so were Nomadland for you, sure. You what? We Nomadland, if you've seen the movie with Francis McDormand. Oh, yeah. For sure, that was us. Okay. You felt it. You did. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to ask is like, did you find like the community among the travelers and the vanners? Yes. Or was there, and were they COVID aware and feeling weird or were they feeling, you know, as far as precautions and stuff did they have feelings about that yes everybody has lots of feelings okay and for for the most part people are being even people and maybe it's because the age you know you're in a trailer park in an rv in the south during this time of year a lot of people are elderly Mm -hmm. so they were taking it real seriously um yeah just it was crazy everywhere we went it was pretty serious except for wisconsin (laughs) i'm not even kidding i was like wow even georgia tennessee you didn't hang Kentucky. out in Wisconsin. You just drove through it. I was there to visit my dad. So oh, you did. I was there okay. for two days. Okay. I was and just it was, it was like, just quick trips because there's, you know, I'd give them a caveat for that, but I guess not. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> nope. 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 Okay. All right. Well, I, you know, we're glad to have you back. We did Thanks. a lot of, uh, we did a lot of. Elizabeth Reese was here yep. talking about the gardens. Yep. I heard. Yep. Molly was here. Um, we just, we had, uh, we had some good talk and we've got a lot of good things to report on. We have some restaurant stuff that we want to catch yes. you up on. You said, so I we'll, have some thoughts. We'll do that at the end of the hour. Um, we are going to talk about your drink of summer guys. And I did put a question up on the Facebook about, uh, what makes a good drink of summer because I've already started thinking about it and you know, we're going to talk a little bit about, I know we both have actual feelings and thoughts about this. Um, we're going to talk about the twins game how to eat there uh we're gonna hear more about what you ate on your trip and i promise not to totally rip on all the sea couturie but you know how hard it is for me um hey i just wanted to shout out you guys i have been teasing that we were gonna do something new you know for the last couple weeks and i'm just gonna tell you what it is now because i'm just hoping but i'm gonna set the stage that we do have new intro music and it didn't fire today but we are gonna have new intro music next week and so i'm setting the intention (laughs) i'm i'm secreting it out into the universe that it will happen um so i'm excited for that and it's by our lovely maida mains so we are we're excited but it didn't work this week but stay tuned next week for our new fresh spring-like bright and fresh 12 years later. Yeah, 12 years later. But that's what we got. So stay tuned, you guys. We've got a great show coming. Um, And uh, we'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish on My Talk 107.1. Hello, dishers. Are you worried about selling your home because you don't know where you'll go once your home sells? Are you waiting to sell until there are more homes on the market? I'm Stephanie Hansen, and I certainly thought about these things when we sold our townhome last fall and bought a single-family home in Golden Valley. I worked with Carrie Augst and Sue Durfee from Lakes Area Realty because I knew where I wanted to live, and I needed an experienced realtor that had a large network to find houses that weren't listed to the public yet. No matter where you want to be, homes are moving so fast, you really need agents that are plugged into the market. And Carrie Augst and Sue Durfee have a wide network that helps them find you a house that sometimes isn't even on the market yet. We were the first people in 
the house we ended up buying, and we made the first offer because Carrie and Sue were on it. One of the things I loved about working with them was they came into our townhome and told us what to paint, whether or not we needed to replace our appliances, what furniture to stage, and when that open house came, they brought flowers and a fruit bowl, just those little touches that make your home feel really cared for and ready for the next buyer. Ask Carrie Elkst and Sue Durfee for the hot dish special. They are offering this only to weekly dish listeners. So call Carrie and Sue at CarrieandSue.com at Lakes Area Realty. just getting caught up it's been i was gone a couple weeks and then we had the easter week did you do anything special for easter smart um i mean i just had i had a random family role but i did get uh i did score some pastrami smoked pork shoulder from animales and whoa i had the best pastrami of my life well on this trip and this was like a whole pork shoulder pastrami cured wow so it was like we're still eating it. Like, you know, I mean, that was only last week when there's a little bit left. And we did, I put it into, this was a brilliant move. God, this was a brilliant move. I put it into, Jake was like, what are we going to eat? And then we were pulling out leftovers or some rice from takeout, you know? Yep. And we unthawed, you That's know. That's the secret. Always keep your takeout rice. Always and just keep freeze it. it. Just, for you're going to use rice. it. And we used it actually with the butter chicken and then it, the sauce. So I had butter chicken sauce, takeout rice, and this pork. This gorgeous fatty pork pastrami shoulder. Yum. That was a bowl of porridge love. That was like, oh my God, I can't believe how good this is. <laughs> it was so wrong. It was so right. So anyway, yeah. So we just had a light Easter. It was really nice. Dipping in, dipping out. Everybody, you know, hang out and then get out. <laughs> yeah, we didn't Easter at all. We kind of, it was like, oh, it's Easter. Yeah. We did, um, we in Palms, we went to, ended up in Palm Springs was where we spent the most time with our daughter. And we rented a VRBO that was a mid-century modern house. Oh, fun. There's something real cool about mid-century modern houses. Yes. Like, the way they're laid out is super functional. Yes. Very open to the open. outside. I'm, that's going to be the next next house. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, And I've always wanted one, and mm-hmm. it's never quite worked out. And right now, I live next to a really epic mid-century modern house. We actually share a driveway. And I haven't gone into their house yet because of COVID, but I cannot wait. They have pink granite and pink appliances that are original. The whole thing's original. Like a 98-year-old guy died in there and there's like having to redo the roof and some of the real yeah but no, the aesthetics are there oh i'm i'm here in fact you know as i as i'm still zillowing and still redfinning my life away because i can't stop and i just like literally looking at things and i'm like i would absolutely not shy away from a pink bathroom like a pink towel no, i would I love pink, it pink and black yeah. yeah i've had it in two houses it's pretty fun yeah the mid-century modern just aesthetic and in the desert in palm springs with the pools that was would work really well for me i would really dig that i think that's a nice outdoor living um so that was fun we cooked a lot yeah and it's fun to have your adult kid cook too because she cooks different things than i cook yes and probably does them differently how you cook yeah and she's like a big um ethnic food person like she'll she will make homemade bagels like no problem i'm like who makes homemade bagels She'll make Korean food. She'll just, she really like digs into kind of more of the different types of foods mm-hmm. where we're more like grilling and salads and kind of more traditional. Mm-hmm. But that was fun to cook with her. I will say when I was in South Carolina visiting my brother, I was in Charleston and I have a little niece there who's six months old, who is adorable, mm-hmm. who for whatever reason barfs all the time. So 
I, every time I held her, she barfed on me. Cake and I was, was a barfer. Oh God, the and smell it was just a too. Gag, it's just a gag reflex thing, you know. Some yeah. kids are just so touchy, and then it's like, Wah! yep. And it's just like she doesn't miss a beat. I'm like, oh, you just barfed yep. on me again. Yeah, I, had I literally had to go. A couch and yeah. then I had to throw away. <laughs> I had to go to a laundromat after to just like because I had kind of packed light with the van. You know, you're yeah. just kind of washing clothes. Yep. I'm like, okay, we have to go to the laundromat. All my clothes have barf on them, but she's adorable. Yeah. I ate she crab soup every single day, every, day. every place I could. Really? Yeah. Just I I don't know why we don't have that here, but that's we don't amazing. Have she crabs. <laughs> They're not but really indigenous. Like, I know, but can't you just freeze it? I don't know. You can. Like, so you can good. make it. You can get it. You can make it, but it's definitely not part of the culture. Okay, here's something that you can make, and I actually wrote a recipe for it because I thought this was so good, and it's right up your alley. Okay. Okay. I went to this restaurant, and it was a beachside restaurant, and. I got this quinoa bowl yep. that had very finely chopped cucumber okay. and some herbs. Mm-hmm. Okay, Then it was a seared piece of tuna that had sesame seeds on both sides. So they just quick seared it okay. and sliced it on the bias. Yep. So that's laid over my quinoa. Mm-hmm. Then like the pickled ginger. Sure. Then it had the the quinoa itself had like a lemony vinaigrette. But then it had like a sweet chili sauce kind of laid over on the side. Okay. All of that together with that pickled ginger, which I normally don't even like, but in a salad like that with mm-hmm. the tuna and oh my gosh, it was so good. You were I just went jamming it. I ate it twice. Oh. And then I came home and I wrote a recipe for it and we had it again just so I could test the recipe. Test the recipe. So Your good. Jam. Yeah. Did you sear the tuna? Yes, you just did. very lightly, yeah. like a minute aside. I probably wouldn't even sear it. I'd probably just eat it raw. I, it depends on where you get your tuna, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with. I mean, I here's the here's the thing. I've been eating raw tuna from both Lunds and Byerly's and Coastal and everybody yeah, you else. Do I eat it? I've never bowls. gotten sick. Sitka salmon has it if yeah. you get a salmon share. Yeah, I do. I eat. You know, I get the ahi grade. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like specifically and i look at it when i'm buying it i say nope nope i want that one yeah you know but i have never had any issues with it so i have enjoyed just the massive amounts of seafood that i've had because i did crab cakes that's what i that's what was killing me on your pictures i was like that's what i was craving you know as we're in like kind of the dark and drab all i can think about is i can't have any more pot roast i can't have any more totally of that stuff and so i wish that i could get like oh god some like snapper or some, you know. Mahi. Mahi? Mahi, oh, Mahi up the wazoo. I made a, in Palm Springs, I made a watermelon salad with the feta and the mint. Yeah. And the kids were just like, whoa, this didn't seem like it was going to be good. And I it's know. so good. That's one of those sneaker. Yeah. Sneaker sleeper hits. And then I made another, just like a quinoa salad with the cucumber, the tomatoes, the olives, <sighs> lemon vinaigrette. I did, I did rock out the, the quinoa this week. I totally did the same thing where like, for some reason, I don't eat it in the winter as much. I mean, like yeah. I should, but I kind of, we, I totally went the other way and we, and I did meatballs with quinoa and, and pesto and, you know, and herbs. And that was, I was like, oh. Okay. That's delicious. Yeah. Um, one other thing. Do you do? Uh, I did eat alligator for the first time. How'd you feel? Like chicken. Chicken. <laughs> like I think it's like fish. Chicken. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, like, this, it was like, it's like alligator chunks. Yeah. And a citrus sauce. But Thing. the alligators in the Everglades, like that's real stuff, people. Like you're just driving <laughs> and there's a eight foot alligator literally like laying in yeah. a marsh on there's the side the of the road. wildlife. Like crazy. It's the wildlife. And also Joe's stone crabs. Remember pickled yeah. parrot? You'd go and you'd have like Joe's stone crabs. 
And then they occasionally have them here because they're seasonal, too. Well, stone crabs they have here. Joe's is a specific restaurant. Yes. Sorry. Um, And and Joe's stone crab, the original, was in Florida. Yeah. So I still think of them as that. But they were in season while I was in Florida. So I ate a bunch of those at roadside stands. They're up here. You can find them at the grocery store right now. But I just, it's not the same. And like once you've had them in Florida, it's hard to kind of. Sure. They're a little chilled they get a little i don't know i guess i feel like they get like a freezer burn to them that i always feel like i can taste up here versus if you that's get how them i fresh. feel about pork sometimes yeah um the i also want to say just there is the whole culture of like the intercoastal waterway yeah. in florida mm-hmm. and how many different jellyfish we saw oh yeah it was just crazy and there's this one jellyfish that it lays upside down and its tentacles actually look like plants and it does, fo- it gets the photosynthesis from the sun. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was a super weird jellyfish. So there was all these weird jellyfish that we saw and different manatees. And we did, I, I did, we took a snorkeling cruise and I did have to quickly get out of the water when I saw a big reef shark, which I've seen nurse sharks and tiger sharks and they usually kind of lay along the bottom. So you're feeling yeah. like, okay, they're sort of slow and not coming after you. Yeah. Reef sharks are those zippy ones that kind of, and all of a sudden, it just like goes right past you, and it's big. It's like a six foot shark. I'm like, okay, I'm out. Oh, that is a toughie. <laughs> yep, and that is the a tough people one. People in the boat were like laughing. They're like, yeah, the reefs can really freak you out, but they're fine. They're they're just they're hunting. I'm like, yeah, this is exactly what I'm getting word. out. That's why I'm getting out. Then that's so good. I had fun of the three snorkel tri- places we went. I had two and got out. Okay, all right. Well, that's good. I'm excited you ate so well. I did. Okay. Well, outside. Outside. We'll do it. We'll talk drinks of summer next. We'll be right back. This is Weekly Dish brought to you by Hornitos. Hello, Weekly Dishers. Spring is sprung, and that means the best-tasting wild-caught seafood is available from Sitka Salmon. You may have heard us talk about Sitka Salmon before on the show, and that's because we are huge fans. Sitka Salmon standards for quality are unrivaled in the industry because, you see, Sitka Salmon is a community-supported fishery. The fish they process for you to eat are caught by a collective of small boat fishermen, fisherwomen, and families. Some of these families have been fishing for multiple generations. And knowing the boat your fish comes from is not typical of most fish you buy. When you buy a Sitka salmon share, you're getting the freshest quality fish you can, and you can trace the fish back to its source. With your share, you're part of the Sitka family, and you get monthly fish shipments of salmon, lingcod, crab, tuna, halibut, and you get the freshest fish while it's in season. They even have recipes, but I've been steaming my cod in my instant pot. The fish is so delicious, you don't even need to do much to serve it other than cook it and eat it. So Weekly Dishers, here is how you get your $25 discount for the first month of a premium Sitka salmon share. Type SitkaSalmonShares.com backslash Weekly Dish and you save $25. So save $25 on your box. Again, type Sitka, S-I-T-K-A, SalmonShares.com backslash Weekly Dish and you save $25. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. We are here on this sort of, I don't know, is it the first? We had April last week. Yeah, nope. I can't remember. Like, I know that those sirens went off on uh That was hilarious Wednesday, on CNN. Was- the reporter was like, I don't know why sirens are going off on a Wednesday. 
Tuesday at one o'clock. We're like, hello. <laughs> Welcome to Minnesota. This is the Twin Cities, ma'am. <laughs> we have severe weather and practice. And then there is, like, yeah, we have practice. So if you don't want to be part of our practice, <laughs> at least no. And the best part was, of course, there was, like, inclement weather that day. And it was just, like, it was great. I, I, no one's feeling bad for me because I've been traveling all over, but (laughs) you guys had some like epic 85 degree days where I was like, sure, they happened when I'm gone. I come back and I look at the weather. It's like 52 and rainy, 52 and rainy, 52 and rainy. I'm not, I mean that we need the rain though. We do. And I'm, I'm happy. I, I need this. I need a buffer. I can't go from like, you know, 30 degrees to 86. I can't do that. I know we do need a buffer. I hate that. And we need time. That's it. We need time we to need get to our cure. house opened up, get it ready. We have to cure our bodies out of winter. Like we have to cure to get in. You know, we got to cure to get out. Yes. So that's it. But that doesn't mean we can start thinking and planning. And I do think like I hear that the garden centers are bustling and everything else. And, you know, people are busy and they're they're like, can I plant? And you're like, whoa, slow your roll. Yeah. Just a little bit. We are. We do know what happens in April a lot. And there is snow in the forecast in the next week or so. So not a lot and like it never is, but you know, and you can like pansies. There's certain things There's certain that things they'll be you can fine. put out, but the you can thing start your cold crops, your yeah. spinach, your oh, yeah. radishes, you can lettuces, ra- mm-hmm. I thought about radishes, but, um, but the thing is you guys, I mean, like the truth is, is that the best way to forecast forward for yourself and to get ready is to start auditioning for the role of drink of summer is start how I drinking, think about it. Is what you're saying. I'm saying continue <laughs> drinking. <laughs> Just shift your shift your spirit, I guess. So this week I had the chance to um, I got uh, a little bottle, a little preview bottle of something Tattersall is doing. Now I love the fact that they are doing these ready to drink cocktail releases every spring. You know, the first one was the bootlegger. Second one was the orange one. Oh my god, I just lost it. Orange was it called? Orange Blossom. Salty no. Dog. Salty Dog. It was the Salty Dog? And that one kind of came out right at the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah, which was tough because it didn't yeah. really. I remember writing that blog and being like, hey, summer, no. summer, you can't go summer, anywhere. I know. I'm like, no, we're going to be fine by summer. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a that was a weird one. But this one, I think, has some interesting play to it. So this one that they're launching right now, it's in stores now. It's called the Cosmo Bianco and or Blanco. Bianco or Blanco? Oh, my God. I just totally don't know. It was Blanco. Yeah, it was it? Yeah. Okay. I read your post. Okay. Um. And it, uh, but basically, what it is, it's a clear cosmopolitan. Now, think about the Cosmo. Think about how I saw the Cosmo all over Palm Beach, and I thought of Jason Matheson and our friend Jen Luke, who really, and they came to my house for a dinner party, and I was bringing back the Cosmo, but I didn't have it pre-made. Yeah, it was such a fail. Oh, because then I was panicking, trying to cook the dinner, trying to make the Cosmo. Why is it you don't need to pre-make a Cosmo? Uh, you, I think if you're going to have it as a signature cocktail, you need to picture it. Oh, okay. I mean, I guess, okay, if you're doing a dinner, but yeah. I mean, like, because it really is three things. You yes. know what I mean? It's vodka, it's like a triple sec, and it's pomegranate. Cram- it's cranberry juice, or technically. Cranberry. But, like, in the in the original, it's cranberry juice, but with a squeeze of lime. So this is a clear cosmopolitan. Yeah, so this is this. And this is interesting to me, because I... I so the very first like cocktail I learned how to make was the Cosmo when I was like a bartender, you know. Yep. It was like, you know, I'd been making all the brandy old fashions and all the, you know, rum and cokes that you make in Wisconsin. And then someone was like, Here's how you they're like, Do you have a Cosmo? And I'm like, A what? And they're like, Here, let me tell you how to do it. And this woman who was sitting across the bar had been in New York and she was like, Here's how you make this. And she taught me how to make it. And it was just like, Oh, 
This is really great. This is delicious. And then, of course, Sex in the City took it to all these things. But I do think because it's pink and it's light and it's not, you know, it's kind of an easy drinker. That's both the the gift and the curse. So um, this one... I think it's so interesting because I kind of like, at first I thought this is just going to be a sugar bomb and I'm against sugar bombs and it really is not. And I have to give them the hugest props. They use organic vodka and then they use their liqueurs, you know, their triple sec, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of orange liqueurs. And then they throw a bunch of botanicals and citrusy things in there to make it have that orangey, you know, and, and a little bit of the cranberry and they use juice. They say like fresh juices, but I'm, they're clarified and everything else. And it's like the S, it's there. Like it's definitely got a cranberry taste to it, even though it's not pink. That's kind of fascinating. And then I wonder, like, why didn't you make it pink? Because if people expect a Cosmo to be pink. They want it because if I think that if they would have made it pink, then they would have had to put artificial colors in it huh. because of the way that they distill their spirits yep. and the way that they do their you I'll know, things. I'll definitely try it. And yeah. I really have loved everything they've done. So. Yeah. I think that this one has like the closest to what it like the bootlegger for me is not like to me, the bootlegger is not what my and that's because I self-define my bootlegger, you know, my bootleg. And so that's like for me, that's a harder connection. Um, And then the salty dog is good, but I don't drink salty dogs like that's I don't have any sort of, you know, I don't have any feelings about it. But the Cosmo, this one is as close to what I remember and feel as a Cosmo. Have you had the Summer Lakes beverage bootleg? mix that's I have. frozen in the yeah. grocery store or in the uh, liquor store. Yeah, and I do like that one. It is good. I do like that one. And I would drink, I will, I mean like bootleg for me is like absolutely the common drink of summer. But I don't know like every We're year. we move over and make a little more room. Yeah, I think bench. here's where I think I'm going to go this year. I, I think the Cosmo is a good idea, but I think truly I'm going to the highball. I'm moving straight to the highball because what that is, is it's whiskey but it's it's like most it's a little bit of whiskey and mostly super carbonated water. So it's like a so it's like a whiskey huh. soda is what it is. But in Japan, they have a kind of a OK, they've got sort of a whole thing with it. But it's, so it's basically like and here's the word. It is pretty. It's so drinkable. Like if you've if you've seen some of the commercials, I think Jim Beam um, or uh, I, one of them does. Maker's the, Mark. Has yeah, one Makers, too. Mm-hmm. They do. But it's like there's something um, someone's got a commercial out about the highball. And it's like they're trying to convince beer drinkers to move to the highball. Sure. And I think it is like there's, it's so much cleaner. It's got such a great, simple mouthfeel, but you still get flavor and you still get that carbonation. And so I don't know. I might, I might formally make this year the, the year of the highball. I had a pina colada, but it was not so sweet, kind of more coconut milk water based. Yeah. With uh, rum and a little bit of, um, coconut it wasn't coco lopez it was something else like coconut milk maybe yeah but it was a really delicious martini kind of version that was thin but still tasted like a pina colada but not just so cloying that's what i think is like the coconut water and the coconut flavors like i want that i definitely want that but i can never get more than one because it always is so yeah much like a little essence of coconut to me that would be a brilliant move i think my summer jam is going to be putting jalapeno in everything do you think so yeah you're going straight up i we were i made these what i made watermelon margaritas yeah which were delicious just with watermelon pressed and then i had mint and then i had jalapenos and i was putting them in bloody mary's i was putting them in salty dogs i was putting them in 
lime cocktails with hornitos that I just had some soda water to top off. You yeah. know, sometimes just using limeade. Yeah. And and I just kept putting jalapenos and everything. <laughs> was, I don't I think there's something that you get a little weirdly addicted to jalapenos. And you freeze them too. So that you can just Do slice. they still get hot when you oh, are yeah. they still like spicy after you freeze them? Very much so. I don't know why. I seeds. assumed that they wouldn't be, but so it's you like. you just throw a whole whole. This is a gardening tip. You throw your, after the season, you've got all these jalapenos. Because you do, because they are easy to grow. Yeah, and you just throw a whole bunch of them in the freezer, and then when you want to put them in drinks, you just slice real thin and just float them on the top of your drinks. And they're cold. And they're delicious. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind that. You could almost like microplane them. Yeah, because I'm a limer. Yeah. Limes. I want a limey. I want a citrus taste. That's my summer jam. Is That's your summer jam. How are you on the gin and tonic situation? Are you are you full on? <laughs> I feel like I the gin and tonic is like the absolute and utter like like easy. I just love Q-tonic. I love fever tree tonic. I love delicious tonics and I love gin. So, yeah, I'm good. I haven't started yet. You haven't started nope. yet. Nope. It's been on my mind, but I haven't gone there yet. But okay. I went right to tequila because I was doing watermelon margaritas and stuff for the kids yeah interesting <laughs> making watermelon margaritas for the kids <laughs> for the kids <laughs> my adult you know, kids for the kids well because ellie so ellie turned 21 right around the covid time or in covid time yeah so she didn't have a 21st birthday is what you're saying no and like when we're we were like you need to go out like here last night you, you guys need, should go out my parents are forcing me to yeah, go and out. she was like having a dramatic scene about it like well what are, we, what are we gonna do you know what if like people are just standing around and they're not being safe and it was really interesting her like reaction to this whole and she ended up going out they found some bachelorette party at some bar with an outdoor dj and they, some girl was puking in the bathroom and she was just going on and on telling us the story the next day. I'm like, yeah, uh, that's 21 year old going out, friend. Oh, Glad my you gosh. did it. Glad you saw some people. Oh, God. But it was like, it was foreign to her. She'd never done it. Just, she has a different life, right, than we did. Yeah, because she's been in COVID and yeah. she's kind of more one-on-one but i'm just like yeah you gotta go out and watch those people make complete fools of themselves so that you don't do that the next time i know i'm a little worried like you know there's we were just talking about that like you know our kids even in high school now i'm not you know legal non-legal whatever you want to do but like they didn't have that like test drive party situation no. they're and not a lot of them go they're to not ready to go to college nutty. i'm a little worried about <laughs> it i'm a little like um <laughs> could you have a party or could you like Steal some of my booze and I'll just, you know, I'm no, I'm definitely not saying that. We just that. went to Europe instead and had the like, here's red wine. Yeah. Mom, mom, yeah. I've had red wine. I know. I know. Here I know. Is- I just need to get them through prom. Let's just be honest about yes. that. Yes. All right, you guys. Well, there's, I'm just, I'm cheering for your drink of summer for you. And I can, we, I'd love to sort of like crowdsource it. I did, I did a question on the Facebook about what's your, what makes a great drink of summer and what is your drink of summer? And because please share your recipes if right. you have them. Somebody on my, this is a carryover from my Facebook page and my, somebody on my page, Kelly, she said she was taking gin and adding hop water. And it was, she was like, this is a magical combination. I bet it would be. It's, it's delicious. It's botanicals and, the, and piney yeah. and everything else. And she was like, so. Where do you buy hop water? You can get it all. Lowry Hill has it. Lowry okay. Hill Meats has it. Yeah, there's a locally made hop water, um, I think. Oh, and then, so that, that was like, I'd like cross between a beer and a cocktail. And I yeah. thought that is hop water. gorgeous. So there you go. Drink of summer. Uh, we're going to enter into the Ask Stephanie portion in a few minutes, so give us a call, 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish brought to you by Juanitos. 
hope you guys are bouncing to share right now because we certainly are. <laughs> this is the Ask Stephanie portion of the show, you guys. Give us a call, 651 651- Six four one one zero seven one, or you can give us, uh, you know, give us a shout out on the Twitters and all the other stuff. Hey, Kate is on the line. What's up, Kate? Kate? Yeah, I have two questions. Okay, and I called before, like maybe two months ago, about where to get the the boss boss. It's cilantro and uh, cilantro has cilantro and um, it's a salsa. Oh, oh, boss, boss, salsa. Yes, yes. yes. Did you you get that at? Oh, you didn't find it? It's Uh, at Lakelands. Yeah. Oh, Lakelands. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, you uh, had told me to stick around for the rest of the show and you would. Oh, and we didn't do it. (laughs) We failed you. um, The other question is um, you had mentioned Stephanie um, about, well, both of you are. I know. That's funny. (laughs) Pickle juice. On the LoJ show. Oh yeah, pickle juice for your pot roast. Oh yeah. Oh, what else do you put it in? Oh, what else do you put pickle juice in, or what else goes in that pot roast? No, what else goes into the pickle? I mean, what else can you put pickle juice in? Oh, you can use pickle juice to cure meat. Yeah. So- it's because it's a salt. It's basically brine. Pickle juice is just brine. Yeah. So anything that you would brine, um, you can use pickle juice for. For, for chicken, fried yep. chicken. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, oh, that's okay. really great. Okay. Thank you very much. Yeah, I did or a pot roast. Or just drink it. Just drink it right <laughs> from the put, jar. put in a Bloody Mary or <laughs> make a dirty martini oh, or God, dirty add martini. some gin. Or, I might have a martini or, tonight. Or, I might have a martini. You right. can use it in Thanks, egg salad, Kate. tuna salad. As a dressing? Uh, yeah, or just, um, yeah, I've been, I just sip it. Just like I have a couple jars of it, like we've eaten all the pickles out of it. and Yeah, it makes, and you can put other, like slice up cucumbers and put it in your old pickle mix. I, I had, did that, I thought about this, I had some crudite that for yes. Easter, I had some carrots and I was like, God, they're kind of like warm and they were getting a little, a little soggy-ish. Tired. And I thought, and and there was a pickle jar open and I just threw them in there and I was And you have a down. quick pickle. Um, can I have a moment? I know we're going to talk about restaurants in a moment, but I will tell you this, that I went to Petit Leon for their soft opening and I was, n- I've never been so surprised by a pickled carrot dish. I just, I saw it. I literally was like, it's pickled carrots and a hummus. And I was like, eh. and I went with Eric Eastman and he was like, you got to get this. He's like, they popped one of these in my takeout a couple weeks ago. And he's like, you got to get, you got to try this. We're getting it. And I'm like, really? We're going to waste time on pick- carrots and pickled carrots. Holy moly. So much flavor, so much rounded out, you know, spice that came through this pickled carrot that wasn't soggy. It was just a perfect little bite. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was so good. I think pickled carrots should be a good thing. Yeah, pickling anything really. Well, you know I'm a pickler. I know you're a pickler. You're I'm like on the I'm fermentation train. I'm already looking train. for jars and Mason actually, jars. Eric Eastman is with you on the fermentation train. He is making so many things, and he's like, he's like, I got a jar for you, and so I've got some more of his hot sauce, which I'm very grateful for. And he gave me some tapache, which is fermented. Um, uh, pineapple juice that I did add to some whiskey. That I think is going to be an it thing this summer. I think so too. And it was on yeah. the menu at at Petit Leon, and he's doing it. And if Easy's doing it, it's kind of part of the firmament. I feel like this is like it's out there, and people are talking about. There it. was a recipe for that. Oh, it was on the Substack newsletter. Emily Noon for her oh, the salad. salad department of salad. Yeah. Yeah, so let's stay tuned for tapache. Yeah, we're going to be fermenting pineapples before yeah, you know Yeah, and it makes it, like Steph. a wine, but it's sort of like, you know, there's like a teeny tiny little bit of alcohol, but it's super 
God, it's good. And then, um, and then, yeah, so there, so that's what we're talking about. Um, as far as, uh, fermenting things again, six, five, one, six, four, one, one Oh seven, one. If you guys have any comments, questions, concerns, I do have a question. Um, a caller just left with me. If you two knew of any like uh, places or field trips instead of like going to like an apple orchard, if there's like something more for like vegetable picking, tomatoes or anything like that, that people can do. Well, there's pick your own. You know what I mean? There are pick your own farms. And I think that many of them have been. Um, you know, like there's always the raspberries when those start to pop up and there's strawberries. There's always been the fruit farms, um, that have done that, but I don't, and then you can do crop mob, which is you're helping the farm, but it's not like you can go into the field and pull up, you know, part of it is because they need to control, like you can't just go pull up, um, like all the garlic and see if it's ready or, you know, I don't know. Right. But that's interesting. Yeah. There is a definitely a pick your own. And then I would say that some, of the CSAs you talk to, they are willing to let you come down on the farm and yes. sort of do your own selections. But that's, you have to sign up and they have to trust you kind of a thing. I think that's it. That's an interesting question. I do think that you have, um, I do think you get like the raspberries, the strawberries and that kind of stuff easily. Some have beans, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, we have Jan on the line. Jan, how are you doing today? Good, how are you? Really good. What can I- we help you with today? Well, I have a question at my birthday month, and we had booked a uh, reservation for Josephina's in Wayzata, and I think you went, didn't you? I did. Well, uh, yeah, yes, I did. I did. I got takeout. Okay. And how and how did you like it? I think I remember you said you really liked it. Yeah, I did. I really liked it. I think it's really. Uh, I think it's really good it's like a nice pizza you know we had i had a pizza a couple pizzas really great kind of you know crust just the same you know kind of a nice chewy crust that isn't too but it's not super thick which i really liked and then we had uh meatballs which were oh they were so good now that's what i want to know because we had a restaurant that we loved in san francisco called a16 oh yeah and i know that one and how the heck to get those meatballs? Okay, <laughs> seriously. I know. Well, gosh, I <laughs> will like, tell you that. Oh, yeah, well. I would say Danny would be probably close to doing those that type of meatball. But here's what I loved about them: they're they have that like sort of almost fall apartness to them, you know. But yeah. it's like there's they're kind of light at the same time, so you know, dense. But I I don't know how to describe that other than that they just sort of had that perfect consistency. But the sauce was so bright oh, and so I, it was really great. Well, I have to I have to also make a comment too that I've been using. Have you guys been watching Stanley Tucci's Italian? Yes. Well, she has. Oh. Yeah, Hanson has. I haven't. Oh. oh my god! So I made that sauce with the carrots and the onions and the um, celery. And then you just add, you know, tomatoes from Costco, and oh my God, it's just well. Of course, I add garlic and basil and stuff to it, but it's my go-to sauce. So good. Nice. So. I'm gonna find that recipe. And yeah, I'll post I it. think we should oh. find that one. That's yeah, awesome. It's so good and it's so easy. It's stuff you've got on hand, you know. Yeah, I know. That's my favorite when you can do that. I love that. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Thanks, well, thank Jan. You. Have a good one. Um. Yeah, that's everyone is talking it's about. It's a bolognese. It is a bolognese. Mm-hmm. Well, I know if there's carrots, usually that's a bolo. Yeah. But everyone is talking about that Tucci show, man. I mean, that is on the firmament. Like you talked about it, I was like, what? And now it's everywhere. It's there's something about it. It's a tra- it's a feels like a travelogue. Yeah, I would love to make a show like that. Like 
There's some, there's some interesting ups and downs with this, though. That's my jam. I, there's some people who are... It's interesting. We'll okay. talk about it. We'll talk about it. We'll be right back, you guys. This is The Weekly Dish. Join us for the second hour in a few minutes. Brought to you by Hornitos.